Inside the Triangle, the Decker Truck Line Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inside the Triangle. I am your host, Darren Ladley, and today we have some guests. I had to lie to them to get them here. I would not disclose why I was bringing them up because I knew they would turn around and run if I did. So I have Lisa Bakoven and I have Jed McCudden. And girls, we've known each other for, well, they both were in recruiting along with me. So how long have you been here, Lisa? About seven and a half years. Seven and a half years. And you started in recruiting as what? A recruiting assistant. Okay. And then you went into recruiting. Yeah, I was a recruiter. Okay. And then you, you came over here to the, you didn't like us anymore, so you kind of came yeah. over here to the, to, to the safety HR department. So what do you do now? Uh, right now, I am a work comp specialist and compliance specialist. Okay. And Jen, you've been with us for how long? A little over five years. Okay. And also started in recruiting as a? a recruiter processor. Okay. And then you temporarily did, what was that fancy title they gave you for a little while? I don't even know if I had a title. You yes. sure? How about the head BSer? There you go. Okay. Head <laughs> yeah. BSer of recruiting processors. Yes. Okay. And then you came over here and what is your current position? Uh, cargo and compliance. So a little bit since it's both cargo and compliance, what does compliance person do? What is your daily duties? Do you want to answer? <laughs> uh, I do a lot with CSA and tickets and inspections. Okay. That's the compliance part that I do. All right. So when a driver, anytime a driver gets any type of a ticket or has an issue, driver's license issues also, or just uh, CSA and, and moving violation stuff? Right now, I don't handle the CDL issues unless it needs my attention. Um, but I know enough about it to be able to help if someone's absent. So the CSA is a big issue with us. Okay. Yes. I know every week I see your report that comes out on how we do. We're trending up, we're trending down. Um, what's some of the biggest issues you see we have out there? A lot of failure to obey a traffic control device. And a lot of them have to do with bypassing a scale or a port of entry. Um, overweight has been really huge lately. And I talked about that not too long ago. I told guys, scale your loads, scale yes. your loads. Cause what's the average ticket now cost? I would say the average is, you know, between two and 500, but like Illinois is terrible and it's thousands of dollars. I know we had uh, one driver, I think we just talked to a little while ago that not only did, was he over, but then the tow bill to come move it was another five or $600 just to have the wrecker come and move the product so right. that we could move on. So in CSA points, how does that affect the driver and us? So the CSA points uh, for violations, they affect the driver for three years. For the company, company, I'm sorry, it affects us for two years. So you'll have, like, say you have a violation and it's a seven-point violation. It's weighted times three. So that, that itself will turn into 21 points. And then one year later, you're down to 14 points. Two years later, you're down to seven points. And then at three years, you're done. Now, how about is the company? How, do, how does the points affect us? How, what is the, uh, how does it scale off for us? So for us, it's after six months, you lose a point or you lose one third of the points. And then after a year and then after the second year, it's done. And I always preach this to guys that, I mean, you're not just hurting yourself. You're also hurting us. And I know there are insurance companies, they watch these CSA scores, don't they? Yes. So how often do you know how I didn't have Shannon, I should probably ask her this. I mean, how often do we get audited for the, our CSA scores? Uh, they give us new scores once a month. Okay. I don't know how many, how often we're audited. I know we do the yearly TSA audit. 
Okay. Which is probably coming up here pretty quick. All right. So you guys will be working hard trying to get ready for that, I'm sure. <laughs> yep. So when a driver gets a ticket, what's the process? What do they have to do? So the, they obviously need to report it to safety right away. Uh, once we get a copy of the ticket, we will look it over, make sure and see what we need to do or what the driver needs to do. If they have TVC, which is a, a company that helps us fight tickets, it will hire a lawyer for you. And it's just a weekly fee that you pay. Um, so you don't have to pay the lawyer fees itself. So then either they will fight a ticket or if we need to get a ticket paid because they don't want to fight it, then we can either pay it as a company and set up payroll deduction, or if the driver wants to pay it himself or herself, then they would pay it and then just provide us proof of payment. So TVC, I know most of our drivers are offered that in orientation. Yes. Um, and it is a minimal cost. So how often do they fight the tickets? If we know they have TVC, which we have it checkmarked in their their driver master, or their profile, we will always ask them and try to encourage them to fight it because they pay for the service so they might as well use it how often do you think the drivers even remember that they have tvc they don't always remember um that's why we always look and see if they have it and make sure that we're we're telling them hey you have tvc why don't we go ahead and fight it why pay a 300 dollars ticket if we can get it down to nothing very good very good so compliance side what do you do jen so I did originally start with like the CDLs, making sure that they're still up to date. I don't do that so much anymore, but I do help out when drivers call in, have to send in pictures, send in copies of their CDL and all that stuff. I do the COVs, which are certificate of violations for the drivers that are in orientation each week, review them, confirm that everything that they put on there is correct. So that's about all I do for the compliance part of it. Now, I know before I brought you up here, you were dealing with a claim. So is that a big part of your job description now? It is. Yep. The cargo um, part of it is the big one. Overages, shortages, damages. That's mostly what I do. So how many, uh, besides you, who else does that downstairs? Everybody knows how to do it. Everybody's cross trained. That's my main job. So we all are part of safety, but everybody has their main job that they are responsible for and cargo happens to be mine. Well, and with the refrigerated side, that's got to be our largest issue before flatbed. Um, I mean, what are we seeing most of our uh, cargo claims on? Uh, So the actual claims part of it is because of damage product that we've caused. Um, When it comes to just normal OS&Ds that we happen, I mean, it's daily that we get OS&Ds. Those are mostly... um, if the shipper rejects the product because it wasn't their product or if they were short because the shipper didn't put enough product on the trailer. That's a lot of our majority of our OS&Ds. So for us as a company and the driver out there, what is the best thing they can do to cover their ass when it comes to that? Uh, so making sure that you have your load locks in your trailer. I mean, obviously, if it was a pre-sealed, pre-loaded trailer, you don't have the opportunity to do that, so you can't check that load. But if these are live loads, you know, put those load locks in there, making sure that those load locks are in there correctly. That's the big one. I mean, when it comes to load shifts, especially on the refrigerator side, that's our first question is, did you have load locks in? You know, was this a pre a live load trailer? To me, when I think load shift, uh, mine on there would be um, combo bins mm-hmm. and probably high stacked produce correct yep those are a majority of ours okay yeah i mean we do get the load shifts where it's like the frozen meat products cases 
and those are easily restackable. Um, but the the major ones are the combos of you know pork, chicken, beef, whatever it is, and then the high stacked produce. Okay. So, and the biggest thing is, especially on the produce side, when there's multiple pickups, we'll have a drivers that. Don't put the low locks in there. Well, I'm only going eight miles down the road. Well, eight miles can cause a lot of damage, mm-hmm. a lot of damage. So always put those low locks in. Well, and one of the biggest things I also think is seal records. You have to have that continuous seal record. If you don't, what's going to happen when we are short a product or long a product? We get charged for that. So um, we have a few companies that are notorious for if there's multiple stops and one of those stops it reports two cases that are short, we don't have that continuous seal record. We're getting charged. We're getting claimed. And some of these cases can be $1,000 for one case. Yeah, one case of prime rib or or something along that line. And I mean, yeah, you got 1000 2000 bucks in there. No problem. And it's easily preventable. Easily preventable. But get those bills signed showing that that seal is intact. Do that continuous seal record for all your stops. Um, how about pharmaceuticals? Do we run into much with the pharmaceuticals? That can be very high dollar claims of itself. Correct. Um, usually when it comes to that kind of thing, it's more of the temperature of the trailer. You know, making sure that that temperature is set at the bills. When you pick up that load, double check that trailer. Make sure that that temp is correct at the what the bills say. If there's a issue, if you, you know, there's nothing on the bills, call it in. Make sure you're calling your dispatcher to have them confirm what that temperature should be. So that's the main thing is the temperature of the bills. Well, years ago, before you guys were here, we used to do, uh, it was the Fort Dodge Labs, and we used to bring loads in out of Ohio, and then, I don't remember if you used to, I'd get up every Saturday morning at five in the morning, and we'd start shuffling loads around. Well, we had a really bad mistake one time. I grabbed the trailer, backed it into the dock, and the previous unit had been set at minus 20 degrees, because it had ice cream on it. Well, we loaded it, put it out, I forgot to reset the thing. Sat here all weekend, the guards came by night operations they came by never caught that it was at minus 20 degrees the driver never caught it till he got three quarters of the way to texas before he caught it uh needless to say that was a very expensive claim mm-hmm. so yeah, they can be up to hundred thousands of dollars i mean it's it's they're not pretty yeah safeguards 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 but sometimes they fail but mm-hmm. that was a long time ago and we put a lot more safeguards in place since then lisa workman's comp mm-hmm. that's got to be a fun one huh tons Tons of fun. Tons of fun. Yeah, actually, I really love it. So usually it's for falls, spills, accidents. What, what, what do we mainly see when we're dealing with workman's comp? We see a lot of sprains and strains, whether it's backs or shoulders, um, knee issues as well. So when a driver's out on workman's comp, they have to check in with you daily. So your job is, because uh, I've talked to you a few times, you're kind of the go-between between the doctor and the driver. And, and you set everything up, don't you, as, as far as uh, f- uh, physical therapy and when they're going to be released, stuff like that? Right. So we have a, a few types of reports. So we have, obviously, the report only. They're just letting us know that it happened just in case for future reference if some you know something changes. Then we have our self-handles, so people who are not placed off work who either may or may not be still treating then I handle that. So I will be the buffer between the two. And then I make sure all the bills are paid. I send them up for bill review, everything like that. Otherwise, if they're off work, then that's the insurance company time. So we call it lost time. And then I'm the buffer between the insurance company, basically, and the, the driver. Dealing with the drivers out there and what you see, what's your biggest piece of advice to a driver? Stretch. Okay. Yeah. Why? Use use those stretching techniques that you've been taught basically your whole life. Um, if you keep those muscles warm and used, you're not likely or as likely to strain or sprain yourself in the future. If you get out of the truck, you know, go 
do a little shoulder or uh, back stretches and then then go unhook your your kingpin or whatever it might be because you've been sitting there driving you're not moving you're not using your muscles mm-hmm. so if you warm those muscles up ahead of time it can honestly save a lot in the in the long run well and and most drivers and i'm shocked myself sometimes when i see the guy uh cranking the dollies and they w- it wasn't a hard crank. He just twisted something wrong and it, now he's got a bad injury. Or like yep. you said, pulling the fifth wheel pin or unhooking the glad hands. Yep. Um, it's amazing. Yes. I, I'm, I thank you. I never even thought of stretching before, you know, you do anything because you do. I know when I take my Cargill runs, when I get down to Blair and I get out of the truck, my legs are like, what are you doing? Right. I just claim it is I'm old, <laughs> old and fat. I mean, that's, that's my problem. So Jen, what is your best piece of advice? Um, I think for cargo, you know, just do everything that you can to avoid it coming back onto you. You know, like I said, load locks. If you're a flat better, making sure that you have that load secured correctly. Um, if you have questions, the training department is really, really good. If you call in, talk to Dave Chapman, you know, Tanner, if you're not quite sure on how your load is secured They're really good about helping you, walking you through it. Um, I turn to them all the time when it comes to flatbed uh, securement. But, you know, like I said, just making sure that you have everything covered on your end. Bills are signed correctly. Continuous seal record is there. On flatbed, so what do you usually see on flatbed? Is it they forgot to tarp the load, didn't tarp the load right, something along that line? Yeah, that's a majority of our OSNDs is either didn't tarp it correctly, didn't tarp it at all, or the securement was incorrect and we had a load shift that caused damage or to be reworked. I mean, if you're a lease purchase or owner operator, if you get a load shift and have to have that load reworked, there might not be any cargo damage, but you're going to be responsible for that, that rework cost. So, I mean, it's, it's can be costly if we have to rework our load. Um, a little bit of, I know we've worked together a lot. So last night I was thinking, what kind of questions can I ask Lisa, as I call her Liza and Jen. Okay. And what do you call me, Liza? Daryl. Daryl. Yep. Okay. Um, Jen, you have an interesting pet at home. What is what is your what is that pet you have at home? My potbelly pig. Yes, I saw I saw pictures the other day. That potbelly pig needs to see his dentist. He does. Okay, yes, he does. I mean, he, you see this scar right here? That's from a seven hundred and fifty pound boar. That thing was looking like that uh, that your hit the boar that got me. Okay, and then another interesting thing about Jen is is how many twins have you had? I have two sets of twins. So how many kids total? Five. Five kids. And I mean, three shots, you got five kids. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't ask for more, right? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> and all and all of them at what, I mean, the tw- I know you're a couple of your twins because they're friends with mine. And, mm-hmm. and uh, how are they doing? They're good. Um, two of them moved out and are living together, actually. Okay. And then I got three still at home, so... It won't be long. No. What are you going to do as an empty nester? I don't know. Remodel my house. <laughs> <laughs> and Liza, Lisa, she uh, uh, she has pickles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my oldest son, Parker. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've been watching Parker on there. He's a little finicky. Oh, yeah. He's the one that's going to drive you crazy, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Yes. So, by the way, did you ever get uh, your car fixed, that dent in the car side of your car? No. No, you're still driving around I'm in that car? I'm still driving with the dentador, yes. Lisa called me one time, um, and your brother was with you, and this is what shocked me. Yes. You couldn't get the damn tire off. You had a flat tire, oh, and you man. guys couldn't get the tire off. I mean... To be fair, I get lots of flat tires. Lots of them. <laughs> uh, I, even last year, or I guess... 
Jen Lawler was still here, so it's been a little bit. But I had a flat tire coming from Stratford to here, and I was just past Lehigh. And someone from he, from work came out there to help me, and they couldn't get my tire off either because it was, like, rusted on. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Oh, God, girls, girls, and girls. it was cold. Yeah. Like, it was super cold that day, too. Yeah, and all it didn't help because his uh, air pump thing wasn't filling, <laughs> filling correctly. Well... <laughs> If it's, it's going to happen up. to anybody, it's going to happen to you, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's car-related. All me. <laughs> well, you're, I'll never forget, uh, Jen, your husband, uh, he bought that diesel pickup, and he had to change the batteries at, like, minus 20 out in the, at at work, wasn't he, at work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was sitting at a show. Yeah, I remember him, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, whew, no thanks. <laughs> um, anything, girls, just tell me, you've been here a long time, drivers, any advice you can give to the drivers, anything you want to say about Decker Truck Line, um, just spill it out. Be nice. Oh, okay. look at me for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jen, what I do you think? Don't be afraid to call safety. I mean, I know that we kind of get like the bag wrapped sometimes, but yeah. we're all here to help you, you know. We're all nice. Yeah, we're in don't your be corner. Afraid. <laughs> yeah, we want you to see. We don't want you to have you know issues in the future. You know, we don't we don't want you to get in an accident. So call us ahead of time if you don't feel comfortable in that area and you need someone to help you. You know, find a different route. You know, especially in Chicago. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of those places, it's hard to move around and maneuver. Mm-hmm. So if you if you need help with those things, you know, give us a call and we'll definitely direct you in the right direction. Oh, yeah. I know you guys have called me many times on advice. The payroll calls me a lot of times yeah. if they have questions or anything like that. So, yeah, we try. We want to work as a team and help everybody. Yeah. I mean, everybody helping each other. That's what the team is. Yeah. Okay. That's one great thing about safety is if you get one of us, we know how to do everything that in that's safety involved. So if it's an accident, if it's trailer damage, if it's cargo, if it's work comp, if it's tickets, if it's citations, that's the same thing. Tickets or inspections. <laughs> uh, we all know what to do and how to handle them. Load shifts. We do a lot of stuff with load shifts as well. Um, overweights. So if a driver calls us ahead of time, lets us know, hey, my load's overweight. What should I do? Well, you're three miles from the shipper. Go on back and get it adjusted. Mm-hmm. You know, and we get with operations to make sure that happens because we don't want you to have those those crazy fines to have to pay because you decided to take it. Well, not only crazy fines, but you're also going to get CSA points is going to lose uh, points on your scorecard. Yeah. Uh, accidents are going to lose points on your scorecard and uh, service or not sir, uh, cargo claims are going to lose points on your scorecard. So it's right. not only costing us money and some other, maybe you, but it's costing you on the scorecard. Yeah. And then you risk losing that little bonus you get. Yep. Some guys, it isn't a little bonus. Well, uh, yeah. right. I don't know. I'm just like saying some it is, some it is, <laughs> but if you're, I just actually sat down and was talking to a husband and a wife yesterday and we were talking fuel compliance and he said, yeah, he says, I know I suck. And his wife was sitting there and, and she said, yeah, he sucks. And I <laughs> said, well, you know, last month that cost you about $400 because of that and she looked at him and yes i don't think he'll be missing compliance (laughs) anymore yeah i i see the the flyer that comes out every month you know in regards to what the drivers are getting for their bonuses and Mm. it's it's crazy Mm -hmm. hey i'm serious the way the money's going right now i'm seriously (laughs) thinking about going back to driving i'm i'm telling you if it keeps going where it is um and one thing i did want to talk as long as we're on that subject um we just put a uh, memo out to a lot of the drivers i believe katie it has gone out about the idle time and how we're calculating it for this month 
Okay. Um, so just a heads up, what we did is instead of deleting out the whole month, um, we just decided to take your three months average from the last three months. And that way it's fair, because if you were great those three months, you're going to be great now. If you weren't great those three months, you probably weren't going to be great this month either. So we just tried to keep it as fair as we could. So, all right, that's all I got for you guys. And just remember, keep the shiny side up. As always, thank you for listening to Inside the Triangle. Don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening on. That way you will know when the new episodes drop. And remember, submit your questions to podcast at deckermail.com and you could be featured on one of our upcoming episodes. The best way to do this is to create a voice memo on your smartphone, record your question, and email it to podcast at deckermail.com. Once again, thank you for listening. Stay driven to be the best. Thank you.